Do your chickens suffer from rusting beak face? Well, we have the cure. Grubly Farms Grublies. Grublies are a delicious snack with benefits. Grublies have 50 times more calcium than mealworms, promoting stronger eggshells and flashier feathers. And who doesn't love a Grublies happy hour? Grab yourself a beverage, throw your hens and roost some Grublies, and relax while watching chicken TV. Make sure you order your Grubly Farms Grublies today and save 15% off your first order by using code FARM15 at grublyfarms.com. Welcome to We Drink and We Farm Things. This is the farm comedy podcast that is an adult happy hour for the farming community. We drink adult beverages, talk about the ups and downs of farming things, and give zero clucks about not having the perfect farm life. We keep it real with you and share the mistakes we've made and what we've learned so you can feel less alone in this farm thing. We drink things, we farm things, we drink and farm things. Oh, hey there, Sam. Oh, hey there, Bev. What you drinking this morning? Well, it's not morning. It's afternoon. Why did I say that? Just, you know what? (laughs) What are you drinking? Maybe the listener is listening this morning. Yeah. <laughs> what are you drinking, listener? <laughs> so I opened a Sonder Brewing Carmen's Carrot Cake, and it is a dessert ale with carrots, graham cracker, vanilla, and cinnamon. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Yeah, I could not remember if I had drank this on the pod before. So if it's a repeat, sorry, folks, but it's delicious, <laughs> so I like it. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> what are you drinking over there? So I am drinking a Dogfish Head Mango Smoothie, and it is a fruit tart ale with natural flavors. And of course, it's very mango-y, delicious, wonderful for this time of year. That sounds amazing. So good. Our drink peep this episode is our friend and team member, Katie, over at Sticky Holler Farm. So cheers, lady. Cheers. All right. So for today's topic, we're going to talk about fly control, specifically for cows utilizing garlic powder. Yay indeed, because I was outside with Fancy earlier and poor thing was just covered in flies. And I think it's because I do feed her a mineral that has a fly repellent in it. But she's in the habit of flipping her mineral dish over, which is why we usually just stick to mineral blocks. I finally put like minerals in a tire, in a bowl, in a tire so she doesn't flip it. But unfortunately, with a lot of these methods, it has to build up in the system. So I thought it was really great that we were going to come on here and talk about this today because I'm sure everybody, no matter what animal they have right now, the flies are just freaking terrible. I just want to tell you that I am so happy to know that my cow is not the only one that flips over full dishes of minerals. (laughs) So rude. (laughs) So rude. I have some spare tires, though. So I am going to put a tire out there and put his bowl in the tire and see if that helps a little bit. Because I don't do blocks because of the donkeys. The donkeys will eat the whole block. So I actually measure and pour out minerals so that the donkeys don't overdo it because they'll just they'll eat the whole thing and I think it's because they're filled like the blocks that I get are the ones that crumble so they're filled with molasses Mm -hmm. (laughs) so that the cow will come to them and want to eat them but it makes the donkeys want to eat them too so yummy (laughs) so today's topic 
will be referencing an article from beefmagazine.com. We will link to that in the show notes. And we're going to discuss how to use garlic powder for fly control in your herd. Because flies are not just a nuisance, they can actually drain on your bottom line depending on what you're using your cows or your cattle for. Because flies take blood meals, they can also spread infections and can cause cattle irritation and stress with the constant buzzing, all of which can affect growth performance. And I mean, I get it. When a fly's buzzing around my head, it is very annoying. Well, and the flies don't just buzz around them. Like, they collect on Percy's Uh eyes. They're chewing on his horns. Like, they're pretty bad. (laughs) Yeah. So pinning down the exact cost is kind of difficult, but it is estimated that the cost at more than $1.5 billion per year on U.S. cattle producers or as much as $50 per head per year for operations with heavy infestations. On top of conventional solutions, some beef producers have actually turned to garlic powder as a natural product to include in their fly control program. Cattle fed with garlic emit an odor through their skin and breath that can deter flies. It can be a safe, natural, cost-effective, easy-to-use solution compatible with specialized diets such as grass-fed and organic. And it may even improve palatability and encourage them to eat their minerals. I mean, I love garlic a lot. So this totally makes sense in my brain. Yeah, me too. And now I'm starting to wonder if flies are maybe really vampires. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) All right. So let's get into the nitty gritty. What's in garlic and how it works for fly control. So garlic's mode of action against flies comes from its defense mechanism as a plant. When garlic bulbs are disturbed, sliced, or crushed, for example, a chemical reaction takes place inside the plant that releases sulfurous compounds with a really strong odor that helps ward off attacks from pests. So humans, you know, we kind of ignore that. We're not pests. We just love garlic and eat it anyways. (laughs) I was going to say. I don't think it smells bad. I think it smells damn delicious. (laughs) Yeah, all that crushing and slicing just makes it better to me. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Heck yeah. So when garlic is ingested, an animal's organism absorbs these compounds, which can have the same action against pests as the odor is admitted through the animal's skin and breath. And flies are repelled by the smell and don't land on the animals. One recent study found a more than 50% reduction of flies on cattle supplemented with garlic powder compared to a control group. I mean, I feel like as humans too, if we eat a lot of garlic and then sweat, kind of feel like you can smell like garlic yourself. So I'm like connecting all the dots here. Maybe I should eat a lot of garlic before I go outside so the flies leave me alone too. Has anyone studied whether garlic will repel mosquitoes? Please and thank you. (laughs) Probably not. Those things are like the devil. They probably will like it even more. (laughs) Okay. So internal fly control can be a big plus. For example, in the article that we're referencing today, there's a quote that said, I used to use a fly spray on the cows and wonder why it wasn't working on hot days. Turns out the cows were cooling off in the creek and the fly spray was washing off. Now that they are eating garlic, I don't have to worry because they have fly control internally. 
As to the chemistry itself, things get a little more complicated. Garlic's defense mechanism is caused by the reaction of sulfurous compounds, alanine, with the enzyme alanase to create the strong-smelling compound allicin. <laughs> That's a lot of aloe. <laughs> Sorry, guys. However, allicin is unstable and can quickly transform into stable derivate <laughs> compounds called allyl sulfides. And I'm not even going to try to pronounce those other ones. You guys can go read the articles um, if you're interested in all the really scientific names. Olam Spice's own research suggests some of these allyl sulfides are the compounds responsible for the aroma in garlic powder. All that to say is science makes it stink, and that's why it is a pest repellent unless you're Bev and Sam and just want to eat all the garlic. <laughs> I mean, if my cow smells like garlic, I might just be out there with him all the time. I just might want to hug the cow more. <laughs> mm-hmm. In an internal study, Olam Spices compared the aroma profiles of 13 dehydrated garlic powder products from three different origins, U.S., China, and India. One finding from the study was that the U.S. garlic products had, on average, higher total sulfurous compound concentrations associated with aroma than garlic products from China and India. However, the implications of the fly and pest control effects are not clear. The differences in garlic powder products from different origins is largely due to differences in variety and processing, in addition to higher concentrations of allyl sulfides associated with aroma. One finding from the study was that the U.S. garlic products had on average higher total sulfurous compound concentrations associated with aroma than garlic products from China and India. However, the implications of the fly and pest control effects aren't totally clear. The differences in garlic powder products from different origins is largely due to differences in variety and processing. In addition to higher concentrations of allyl sulfides associated with aroma, U.S. garlic is also safer, fully traceable, and less likely to include traces of allergens. So, in short, if you can, buy U.S. garlic. Yeah, that totally makes sense. Well, and like we always grow a lot of garlic here and I'm going to dehydrate mm -hmm. a ton of it this year. So maybe one of these days I'll actually like till up a really big patch of garlic and then I can dehydrate all my own garlic for for Percy. Although I don't know, that might be a whole lot of work for just fly control. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> Today's episode is sponsored by Sweeter Heater. Sweeter Heater is a safer alternative to heat lamps. Their products provide a safe, soft, gentle, infrared radiant heat to your new poultry friends. Sweeter Heater has no hot spots and develops a uniform heat pattern. It's designed to warm the animal, not the environment, and is fully adjustable to maintain the ideal comfort level for your choice in baby poultry. So upgrade your feathered friends with Sweeter Heater. Go to SweeterHeater.com and use code DRINKANDFARM to get 15% off one or more heaters. That's SweeterHeater.com with code DRINKANDFARM, all lowercase. All right, so now that you're convinced that you want your cattle to emit smells of garlic, here's how to use garlic powder for fly control. 
<laughs> so this is how you feed it. So you'll take the favored choice of feed garlic as a natural fly repellent and mix it in with a granulated or crumbled free choice mineral. So the good news is, is you can just mix this in with whatever you're using. Mixing garlic yourself allows you to include it in your preferred mineral for your own herd. And most producers prefer a garlic powder, which is a very fine grind as it is cheaper and denser. Other producers choose a granulated garlic. Usually this is less fine because it distributes more evenly throughout the mineral and it actually has less wind loss. So it kind of just is like, you know, for us, like each of us only have one cow right now. So maybe we could do the granulated garlic and we wouldn't notice too big of a difference budget wise. But if you have like 30 cows, maybe you'll wanna look at that garlic powder option. So how much to feed? You will want to probably stick around the one to 2% inclusion rate in their free choice mineral. So if you wanted to run up and do 2%, that would equate to one pound of garlic per 50 pounds of mineral or 2.3 grams of garlic per head per day when feeding mineral with a targeted consumption of four ounces per day. So at wholesale prices for powdered garlic, that probably is like a penny to two cents per head per day. So not, not too bad at all to help combat that pesky fly problem in the summer. So another thing to consider is the size and maturity of the animal because this can affect that inclusion rate. So keep in mind that larger framed or higher BCS cows may need an increased inclusion rate as they may not eat as much mineral per pound of body weight as younger animals. And also remember that consistency is key here. Your cattle need access to this mineral 24-7, or at least daily. For the best defense against flies, you'll want to include the mineral in your feed 30 days before fly season starts, all the way through to 30 days after fly season ends. Also, make sure your cows have daily access to the garlic mineral and don't go multiple days without it. Like if they miss one day, it's probably not the end of the world, but you want to make sure that they have it so it keeps built up in their system. You'll also want to store your garlic properly to maintain the product integrity. Make sure you just keep it in the original packaging in a cool, dry place. Close the packaging after each use and avoid getting the product wet. And then... Just a general reminder, nothing beats a comprehensive fly control program. So just because you're feeding garlic doesn't mean that all your fly problems are going to just disappear. It'll help, but you can also do other things like use fly tags or back and face rubs for <laughs> your cow. Not like a massage, but it's like a thing that they can walk under and it like will wipe on them. Not that I'm going to judge you. If you massage your cows, it's totally fine. Whatever you're into, this is a judgment-free zone, but that's not what I meant there. Also keep in mind that managing the environment and hygiene is crucial for fly prevention and control. I mean... Everybody knows flies on shit. I mean, you just gotta keep up with that poop if you can, because that's gonna help you out quite a bit too. So are you ready to try garlic powder in your fly control program? It doesn't hurt to just go to the store or amazon.com that and get yourself some, start mixing it into the minerals, or if you're more comfortable, you can speak to a vet or a nutritionalist to learn more. 
Currently, there are no known effects on meat flavor or characteristics or toxicity to the animal, but there may actually be additional health benefits. For instance, garlic may improve immunity for newborn calves where ingestion of garlic compounds via colostrum can boost IgGS3. Garlic has been a natural human health remedy for generations, so it only makes sense its benefits extend to livestock. And there you have it. Now go out and buy you some garlic. <laughs> yes, garlic for your cows. <laughs> yes, and for yourself. Uh, yeah, I mean. If you're into that. <laughs> who doesn't like garlic? I don't know if I've met anybody that didn't like garlic. I have met people that can't digest garlic, though. So mm, yeah. there's that, which is extremely unfortunate because it is the most delicious of all the allium plants that I know of. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. My mom's a pretty picky eater. I'll have to ask her if she likes garlic or not, or she'll listen to this and then she'll text me after she's done listening whether she likes garlic or not. <laughs> so that's usually how it goes. Right. <laughs> but I was so glad that you brought up the information about other things that you can do for fly control because it's true. Like we always hang like a fly net basket thing out there like over by the feeders mm -hmm. and the troughs and stuff because that's where they spend the most time. So that's where we're trying to get rid of the most flies. And also I wanted to give everybody a quick tip. I actually spray the fence down with fly spray also. Because oh. <laughs> they gather on those wooden fence panels that we have <gasps> in our pasture. So like there'll be a whole line of them there. So anything that's in the areas where the animals congregate, I spray with the fly spray. But fly spray is expensive. So like yeah. all fly mitigation like programs are just a little spendy like mm -hmm. per a cow no matter how you slice it so like might as well throw a bottle of garlic in there and see if that helps cut down on that <laughs> mm -hmm. I agree alright so now it's time for we can't even corner so Bev what can't you even about this week okay so I actually just came across this today and I was like whoa this is kind of sci-fi and science-y. <laughs> so our friends at Cargill have actually created a mask for cows to wear that traps those methane burps that people are always talking about. What? Isn't that crazy? That just doesn't seem like, you know, they say better out than in, but I mean... Right. How does it work? So I, I think the burp still escapes the cow, but the mask has like, it's like a sci-fi mask. So it's not like those, those like cloth and paper masks that we've been wearing around. Like it looks kind of like a, like a grazing muzzle, but it doesn't go over the front of their mouth. It just kind of barely scoops over their nose, like just barely. And I think it must have a filter in it that like pulls up that specific thing and then like filters it that's what it kind of looks like but huh. the article doesn't go into a ton of information about how it works yet but they did say that Cargill says that they're expecting to start offering the devices to European dairy farmers in 2022 so we're still huh. like pretty far off on this being offered in the US it sounds like and that they don't have a price yet on the mask but they're guessing it's going 
going to start at like $80 a cow. <laughs> so, I mean, I... Wow. Yeah, I can't like project any thoughts on what that could do to prices or anything like that because all of that is just like so much more complicated than my realm of experience and knowledge can touch on but it's fascinating that that even became a thing (laughs) yeah it's really interesting I just can't see how like a struggling family farm could afford that I mean, like anything, I'm sure the price will go down over time, especially when competition is introduced into the market. But holy smokes, that is expensive. Yeah. But like you said, very fascinating. It is. It's super fascinating. Oh, and I realized this article was just full of tons of ads. So I hadn't quite gotten to the information of how it worked. But they said that it works kind of like a catalytic converter in a car. So there's like some fans that are powered by solar charged batteries that suck the burps up and trap them in a chamber with a methane absorbing filter. And then once the filter is saturated, a chemical reaction turns the methane into CO2, which is then released. So it's like it does all the work like right there within the thing. (laughs) So there's no like changing anything out or yeah. Weird. Super, super like futuristic. So strange. Oh, and one one other thing I was going to say really quick was I imagine that if something like this does come out and it works, then there should potentially be grant programs out there for farms to apply for to get the funds to pay for these things if it does become a thing. Because usually like that's kind of how it can end up working with like new crazy expensive technology if if they really like if. If they really think that they work, then they obviously want all the cows to wear them, right? So we'll figure out how to raise the funds to make it happen. (laughs) I just can't even imagine Fancy keeping a mask on. Like, (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure it's just like trying to keep have a toddler keep theirs on, you know, just something to get used to. (laughs) I was going to say the donkeys keep their grazing muzzles on no problem. Mm. Like they wear a muzzle from sunup to sundown during this time of year because otherwise they consume too much grass. But I do put them in a dry lot to give them a break from it if they seem like they don't really want to go in the big pasture or they're starting to get like nose rubs because it'll rub like the hair on their nose a little bit. If I see a bald patch, I I take them off and they have like a week break and then we go back out. (laughs) It's like a vacation where you just get to eat however much you want and then you're back to work. (laughs) Yep, back to work. (laughs) So what can't you even about? So mine is an article from Fox 6 Milwaukee, and it is about a cow blockade that ended a car chase, I believe, (laughs) and led to arrest of a driver. So when the Barron County Sheriff's Department and Barron Police Department were involved in a pursuit late Monday night, May 31st, the deputies and officers likely did not expect to get some help from some dairy cows. Officials said in a Facebook post that the pursuit lasted roughly 13 miles between Barron and Cumberland, but it ended on a farm. The post by the Barron County Sheriff's Department says, We would be remiss if we didn't thank the Barron County Bovine Unit for jumping into the fray when the vehicle came into their patrol area. (laughs) That little cavalier that could, during the chase, ran out of steam encountering this moving blockade. Job well done tonight, crew. Officials say no humans nor cattle were injured during this incident and the driver is in lockup. So 
Good job, cows. Oh, my gosh. Yes, good job, cows. All the treats for you. (sighs) All right, so make sure you send us your can't evens in the Facebook group via Facebook Messenger, Instagram, or email them to us at drinkandfarm at gmail.com. We do a Minnesota month, and we'd like to share those with all of our listeners. And be sure and leave us a review. You can leave us a review over on Apple Podcasts. And what we do is we read one review on every episode. And then at the end of the month, we put all those names into a hat and draw one out. And that person wins an exclusive coffee mug that is not and will never be in the shop. So Sam, would you like to read our winner for May? Yes. So our May review winner is Steph from Elder Oaks Farm. Yay! Make sure you reach out to us. Um, Since you're no longer on Instagram, you can email us at drinkandfarm at gmail.com with your address. We will get your exclusive mug out to you. And we did not have a review for this week. So if you haven't left us a review yet, go do that. So you can have yours read in the month of June. All right. So we just have a few pieces of housekeeping and some announcements. We have a new series over on our Patreon, and it is called Straight No Chaser, and it's available to our patrons at the $5 level and above, so you don't want to miss these. They're hilarious. They're short. They're good. They have so much good information in them, so go to patreon.com slash drinkandfarm, and you can learn how to sign up, and then you can listen to all of them there. We've already got five episodes out there, mm-hmm. so you can binge. <laughs> yes. And it's a great way to support the podcast because what we do, we love, but it's not free and we have people that help us. So if you're looking to get some more content out of us, that's a great way to do that. Yes. Yes, it is. And make sure you hit the subscribe button and download the episode when you listen because this helps more people like you find us. And share this episode over on Instagram in your stories, however you'd like to share it tag us. We are at Drink and Farm on Instagram. We will send you a promo code for a discount code in our merch shop. And you want this discount code because, oh my God, did you see all the new shirts? They're so good. (laughs) Love them so much. And I've worn two of them over the very warm weekend and they were perfect for gardening attire, just in case anybody was wondering. You definitely need them. (laughs) So until next time, drink, farm, and give zero clucks. Bye, guys. Bye. We drink things. We farm things. We drink and farm.